The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, hello, and welcome to Healthy Behavior Podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host and I'm so excited that you are here listening to today's episode. It is a guest episode today with two, not one, but two guests from Girls With Goals podcast and Catherine and Carolyn. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to our conversation about all things balance, mindset, goal setting, and how to navigate health and wellness in college. But we'll get into our topic. Before we begin though, I like to always start episodes off with a little self check-in just to get grounded and to just completely forget about anything that's happening in our lives and just become very present with where you are right now to get the most out of the episode. So wherever you are, if you're driving your car, if you're walking, whatever, I want you to just take a nice deep breath in through your nose, four counts, nice and slow and hold at the top. Just hold it for one second. Open your mouth, exhale, sigh it out, letting your shoulders just drop out of your ears. We're gonna do that one more time. Deep breath in, four counts nice and slow. And hold this at the top. On your exhale, open your mouth, sigh out, letting any stress, tension from your body, from your mind, just let it go. And now I want you to slowly just ask yourself, how am I feeling today? not judging yourself if you're feeling down, just listening to how you're feeling right now. And now I want you to ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? Maybe something happened in your day or maybe you just woke up feeling like this, just thinking about it. And now ask yourself, what is one thing I can do to make my day a little bit better? Maybe that is just listening to this podcast or maybe it's going on a walk, just doing one thing to make yourself feel a little bit better. Now ask yourself, have I drink water in the past 30 minutes? If you've listened to the podcast before, you know the drill. Pause the podcast, grab yourself a nice glass of water, take a couple sips, and then hit resume. And now ask yourself, have I stood up in the past hour? Make sure here you're standing up, shaking out your legs, getting the blood flowing. It's super important to not be sedentary. So if once again, if you're sitting down, just pause the podcast, stand up, shake it out, and resume. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is one goal I have for my week? Maybe it's an intention. Maybe it's how you want to feel. Just set that goal right now and make a promise to yourself that you're going to make that goal a reality. Telling yourself, I'm holding myself accountable to doing X whatever. When I figure skated, my coach had me do an exercise before I would do a jump And I basically, a little backstory, I used to get really nervous before doing certain jumps because they were new to me and I wasn't sure I'd land them. And my coach told me, before every jump, stand at the boards and knock on the board three times with your knuckles and tell yourself, I'm holding myself accountable to doing this axle. So making a promise to yourself, it's so powerful and so important to start to build trust with yourself. And I always recommend telling yourself actively and making that promise. All right. I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're feeling a little bit more present in tune with your body and with your mind, how you're feeling. So we're going to move along to our little catch up of the show where I tell you a little bit about what's been happening with my life recently. So since our past episode, last week's episode launched on my birthday and I kind of chatted about how it was my birthday week and I don't think I got into this, but I used to put a lot of pressure on myself on my birthday. I always wanted to have the perfect day and if it didn't go as planned, I would usually cry. I had like a little bit of a history of crying on every single birthday and this past year I was like, no, that's like not going to happen. I'm going to try to not cry this year. So I kind of decided like, Every other year, I've put so much pressure on it. I've wanted every detail to be perfect. And I just kind of released that need for control. And I just trusted that whatever was going to happen was going to happen. And I texted my friends, okay, here's the place we're going out tonight. And here's the time. And I just had no idea who was going to show up. And the first, so I wanted to go to this place called Jimmy and Soho. And we get there. And 
literally a corporate event had rinsed out the entire venue. So the first place was like a no-go. Then we walked to the next place and it's like $100 per person. It's a Wednesday night and we're like, that's just not going to happen. So we continue to explore looking for another location. And at this point, I'm starting to feel that very, very common feeling from previous birthdays where I'm about to cry because everything's not going as planned. And all my friends are just walking around like looking for somewhere to go. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what if no one's having fun? I started to like get really nervous about it. And then we found this one place called Gilligan's in Zoho. And it's so adorable, hidden away. It's an outdoor bar. And for anyone listening, you already know this, I don't drink alcohol. So it was like the perfect place for me ever because they had organic juice on the menu and it was like delicious, fresh juice. So I got myself a juice for my birthday and it was just so much fun. And I just realized like taking the pressure off of things and just letting life flow as it's gonna flow, it just makes things a lot better and it really reduces anxiety. And also just realizing that end of the day, you're not in control of other people's feelings, they are. So instead of being super hyper-focused about how somebody else is feeling, just allowing them to take control of their feelings. Like, I don't know, for me on my birthday in group situations, a lot of my friends don't already know each other because I am friends with a lot of individuals. I'm not really like a friend group. I don't really have a friend group. so. I always am nervous that my friends are going to click and I want everyone to be having fun and talking. And if I see a friend not talking or in a conversation, I immediately am like, oh my gosh, are they not having fun? Like I want to make sure they're having fun. And then it just takes, like, it just makes me not be focused on my birthday. I'm focused on everybody else. So I think this birthday I realized like everyone is in control of themselves. I can't control other people. So if they're not going to have fun, that's their problem. And it's not mine in like the lovingest way. I just kind of realized that. And it really made the whole night just amazing. So if you've been putting a lot of pressure on yourself whenever you're coordinating social events, just try to take a step back and realize that people are going to have fun or they're not going to have fun. And it has nothing to do with you. So yeah, that was the actual day of my birthday. But the entire day was amazing. I love to adventure and so me and my boyfriend went to this beach called Rockway Beach. We took the ferry which is one of my favorite things to do in New York. It's like a hidden gym. Literally costs like four dollars to take a such a fun ferry ride. 50 minute ferry ride on the rooftop. Such pretty views to the beach and then we walked along the Rockaway boardwalk for like five-ish miles and then took a bus to Long Beach and explored it. I've always wanted to explore it. So that was so fun. It was a cute little beach town with cute houses everywhere. And then we took a nice train back to the city and had like a, just a full day of fun. And then I had another event on Saturday for my birthday. It was kind of like a birthday week. Had a little picnic in Central Park and I made it like butterfly pink flower vibes and I went all out for that. And then it was just so fun. I got like a bunch, it was like a pot luck where everyone brought their own stuff to the picnic and we had so many baked goods. Oh my gosh, it was just so fun. And once again, bringing friends together who never met before. It's always so fun to just see my friends meeting each other and getting along and yeah, it was cool. But I think what I really learned this week was how I've just really needed to be social. I think I had, I, I talk a little bit about it, I think in this podcast episode, I don't know, but I, I kind of came out of my phase of inward, just re, like restoring slash self-healing from the past few months. I moved cities, had a lot of changes happen. And I think I was really just physically and mentally exhausted. So the past few months, I've really just been kind of in an inward sort of era of my life. And then this past week, I've just, oh my gosh, being social again felt so good. And I think I'm in a social era of my life, which is so exciting. But I don't know. I think it's really cool to see and just reflect and look back and realize that life really truly does go in waves and we have different seasons as humans and we're always evolving, always changing. So maybe one season of our life, we're super social and we're thriving off of social energy. And then maybe the next season, we wanna be a little bit more inward and have more nights in and read books, journal, do all that stuff. And I'm not saying like you can't do both, but sometimes having a true balance, so we talk about balance in this episode, but having a true balance is really listening and honoring and doing more of the things that you're needing in that season of your life. And maybe it's gonna tilt the scale one way, 
maybe you're gonna do more social stuff and you're gonna do less of, I don't know, less of the self-healing, self-improvement stuff on the Friday nights. And then other times you're gonna be all out in your routine for fitness, you're gonna be waking up at 6 a.m. doing all that stuff and then going to bed at 9 p.m. and not being as social. I think it just comes down to doing what you really need in the season of life you're in and just being super intuitive about it and listening to your body, listening to really what you're needing and listening to those energy levels that you have going on. So on that note, I want to get into today's episode with our guests from Girls With Goals podcast. Make sure we did a little podcast swap. So after you listen to this episode, they actually interviewed me on their podcast and we talk a lot about just different things like fitness, what's the difference between weightlifting and Pilates, which one's better. And we also talk about kind of my healing journey and my struggles with food from the past year and just battling some mental health stuff and how I got through that. It's really, really, we have, oh my gosh, you guys, like me and these two girls, like we hit it off right away. They're already friends with one of my best friends, Carolina. You probably know her from Carolina Lifestyle. So I was like, I know we're going to hit it off, but our conversations on both podcasts were so amazing and so deep right away, and I think you're going to love them. So on that note, please welcome to the podcast, Anne Catherine and Carolyn. They are both twins living in Boston. They're juniors in college, and they love living healthy, positive, and confident lifestyles while inspiring you to do the same. I think you're going to love our conversation about balance and goal setting and navigating healthy living while in college. So on that note, please welcome to the show our guest today. Hello, welcome to Healthy Be Human. I'm so excited to have you guys on the show today. Before we get started, can you guys just both introduce yourselves and tell, tell my listeners just a little bit about yourselves and the, your podcast? Yeah, I'm Carolyn. I'm Anne Catherine, and we are twins, actually, but we have a podcast, Girls With Goals, um, also in the fitness wellness space. And, you know, we both individually, being twins, um, we keep our social medias um, kind of independent of each other, even though we are in the same niche. But then this is something, the podcast that we have together. And I think it's really cool to kind of have that balance of both. And you guys get to you know, know both of us individually and, and get the power dynamic of, of the podcast. And I think it's great that we have each other to kind of, um, bounce ideas off of, and it creates a more comfortable space to kind of talk. And so with our podcasts, I mean, that's what I like about it. We get to, you know, get deeper and talk more in depth about health, wellness, the good and the bad of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing the podcast for, just over a year now, which I feel like you're probably in the same boat. I'm like, whoa, I've been doing this like every single week for a year. It like (laughs) catches up on you, like to record like an hour long podcast every week, but it works so well for us because it, it ultimately is just like kind of us catching up and chatting about like whatever kind of topic is on our minds. So everything like fitness and nutrition a little bit, but also a lot just about mindset, life, Um, we've done a lot of traveling. We talk a lot about, um, balance with school. We're both in college. So, um, yeah, the podcast is, it ranges. Podcast is a space where we kind of get, you know, in depth with everything, not just kind of the one, one off pictures or like specific health, fitness, nutrition. We do talk about the specifics and, you know, more educational content, but the podcast does have a lot of just conversations, which I love. I love it so much. So tell me, when did you guys, like, what actually inspired you guys to start a podcast together? And also, I didn't realize you were twins. Yeah. I was stalking you, like, a few days ago, and I realized you guys had the same last name, and I was like, wait, are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I love that are. so much. But, like, what inspired the podcast to get started? Yeah. So I had been kind of working on social media, growing my social media for like it's been about two years now, um, since I started like really taking it seriously, deciding that I wanted to have a space in the health and wellness space on the internet. And, and Catherine was doing the same. We were kind of like taking our own paths with social media itself and health and wellness is also something that we've each had our own journeys with have a lot of similarities in our journeys and what we do, but also like a lot of differences as well. We're not like on the exact same path. We don't do the exact same things. And we 
kind of like have different mindsets and different takes on things. So we would find ourselves like having conversations all the time about different self-growth things, different mindset things, different health and fitness things. And at the same time, we were both building these separate brands on social media. We always wanted some way to kind of bring it together. We dabbled in YouTube like every once in a while. And like but before, before we got into like social media and having a purpose, on yeah. it, I think that's another thing to note is that we've always kind of been Creative. making videos with like little travel videos. You know, they went nowhere besides like us watching it. Um, but before kind of the passion for content creation and also health and wellness merged. I think we both, you know, did have this passion for content creation and adding that passion to our now purpose of, you know, health and wellness and instilling confidence and educating other young women who are maybe on similar paths and journeys, um, bringing that together with the both of us just kind of helped strengthen it. So yeah, out of the conversations that we would have with each other, the idea, let's just record it. I love it so much. That's so fun. I love that. So what, okay. So why did you decide to call your podcast girls with goals? We were just talking about this. People ask us a lot. And honestly, we didn't even consider that many options. It was a very casual, we like thought of it and we're like, Oh, I like that because I think our idea was that, especially a year ago when we first started it, like my Instagram and content that I was making, it was very specific health and fitness, but I always knew that like my message was more than that. I talked a lot about mindset. I talked a lot about body image and self-confidence and things like that. And so we wanted to kind of make this podcast a space to talk more about lifestyle and dive more into our lives. So we didn't want it to come across as strictly health and fitness because that's not really what it is, but we still wanted to show that, you know, it had this value of self-growth, of living your best life, of self-confidence. And so we thought girls with goals kind of covered that realm of like, you know, kind of what you're getting into, you know, kind of that it's somewhat inspirational, somewhat empowering, but it's not strictly like fitness, you know? You get the vibe, you get, you know, who it's for all in like a little title. We're I'm just talking about this because school is starting and we're both um, juniors in college now and going around the room like day one, you have to say a little fun fact. And my fun fact is like, oh, I have a podcast. And then it would go into the conversation like, what's it called? Like, give me some more information. And me and my like business lecture with finance people who probably don't care about like female health and wellness. And I'm like, Oh, it's called girls with goals. And I'm like saying it really fast. So people don't like pick up on it because outside of the like health and wellness podcast space, any podcast title is like, it's a little bit cheesy. And like, that's, what's fun about it. You know what I mean? But then having to say that in front of like a bunch of people that I didn't know who like were, that's like their first impression. I mean, I was like, girls, with goals, like <laughs> saying it so fast. It was like embarrassing, but I love the name. So I love it. I love it. I'm like the same way. I kind of joke with all my friends and like honestly in front of people I don't even know who I just meet. Like when they ask me, Oh, what do you do? I have a Pilates, like an online Pilates mm-hmm. studio. And I'm like, Yeah, it's called the Sweaty Studio. And the people in the studio call themselves the Sweaty Queens. And I always like to talk <laughs> about it because it's like such, like it sounds just so funny. And like people who aren't in there are like, what? But yeah, yeah I, I, I totally <laughs> yeah. get that. I mean, healthy, but human girls with goals. It like has the alliteration. I feel like they're, yeah. they're similar yeah. vibe. Yep. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Okay. So let's dive a little bit into college. So do you guys mm-hmm. go to the same school? We do. We're both at Northeastern in Boston. Okay, cool. How yeah. is Boston? I love Boston. Boston. It's so cute. We, we grew up kind of, um, like not a little bit away. outside of Boston, like an hour away. Um, between there and like we grew up in Hong Kong a little bit too. What? So coming back and forth. We had like a little bit we had of a little international. Like international um, oh, I love that. Yeah, but so I mean, we've always been kind of New England y. Um, our parents live in New Hampshire, like on the coast of New Hampshire. So being like kind of close to home or like being, in, I don't know, then like New England is like comforting. Um, but then Boston is just such a cute city, especially for it. college, because everyone here is a student, not even like New York, everyone being like a student or being kind of that age, but it's just like, everything is catered towards yeah. students, like any restaurants, any bars, like it's all just like student focused. Yeah. And it's just such a adorable little like 
mini manageable space. I don't yeah, know. It's Boston, a good vibe. Like becoming fall right now. I'm so obsessed with it. Like we've only been back in school for a couple weeks now. And we were also both abroad last semester. So I haven't really been in Boston for a while. And I'm so excited to be here. Like it's very, it's like like a comforting city. Like it doesn't feel like crazy. Like I'm not like scared here ever. Like I love going to the park and the water's super close and like the streets are cute. Like, I don't know. I like, I like Boston a lot. It's a good place. <laughs> I've never been, but I've heard amazing things and I you really want to check it out for yeah. sure. Especially coming from New York. I feel like you'll find like some similarities, but it feels like a little bit like a breath of fresh air. Less chaotic for <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So tell me like being in school and college, what are some things that obviously you guys are super into health and wellness, it's like yeah. your passion. So what have been some challenges that you've had to overcome just being a college student and navigating, like finding balance with being a student, going out, being social, all that stuff and still yeah. taking care of yourself? I think the social aspect is like the last straw almost like it's, it's like I could have everything perfect and balanced and like have my shit all together. And then the second I try and like be social or add, you know, a super strong social life, not to say like, like don't have a social life, but putting more emphasis on a social life. Then I'm like, Oh my God, everything else is like falling apart. And I think it's just, it's less of like priorities or accepting you know, all the different facets of life, because I know that's a huge part of balance and we can get into that, especially with like health and fitness being a priority. Um, but it's more for me, like time management. Yeah. Even today, like it's a Monday right now. I don't have any classes, but I'm still like, I haven't been outside today. No, I went outside to run. And like yesterday I didn't, I went outside the first time at like 7 PM down this block, like literally one block away to pick up sushi. And like, that was it because I just have so much work going on. And that that's also like having the podcast and having, you know, borderline full-time career going on at the same time as like being a full-time student and like working out takes a lot of time when you're fully into it. Like it takes a good chunk of time and effort and energy. And I wouldn't change that. Like, I love it. It makes my day so much better, my life so much better, but there's just aren't enough hours in the day. And I think that's my biggest thing for balance is like physically balancing everything rather than, you know, the mental aspect of like, what am I allowing into my life or what am I letting take space or Mm -hmm. take priority in my life? Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's like everyone's biggest struggle when it comes to like health and college. And I think mostly because you have so many different aspects of your life that you want to be giving hundred percent to at all times. Like on one, like you have school, like you're here for school, you're taking classes, you have work, you have assignments, you want to be learning, but then like, there's a huge social life aspect to it. Like you want to be making friends. You want to be hanging out with people. You want to be going out on the weekends. And then to also kind of prioritize your health on top of that, like it takes the intention of doing it for sure, because you have so many other things that you want to be focusing on and you want to be putting your energy towards, but I do find personally that when I have a busy life and I have a lot of things that I'm focused on, I honestly feel like I'm more committed and productive, like in general to all of those things, just because it's like, if I get slightly burnt out from this one thing, I have something else to shift my focus to, you know? So I think using the kind of busyness and things you have to help you manage your time better to be like, okay, well, I have a class at 10 AM. So like, I have to be done at the gym by 10 AM. Like that helps me personally to be more consistent and manage my time better than if I was like, okay, I have all day to do everything, but I have no like actual commitments Then I'm almost like less likely to do it. And so I think getting on top of that time management is so key. And when you do, it feels very empowering to be able to just be like checking things off and like zooming through different aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I relate to that. I mean, today I literally had this schedule and everything else. Like obviously I had some work that I wanted to get done today, but I spent the majority of my day just like laying around kind of doing not that much and mm-hmm. it's like the days like some days like today I needed that but other days where it's like I know I have so much work to do but I have no like set things it's hard for me to get myself to start anything yeah. and I wait till like the last minute and get super stressed and then it's like oh my gosh my anxiety it's like literally just taking me yeah. taking over me and it's like yeah like fine I agree with that like when you have like set I liked college for that reason because you had like your class times and you like build your day around the class time yeah. yeah which was like so nice but 
yeah, yeah. Now I don't really have that unless I have like a meeting or an event or something mm-hmm. yeah like making my own time which yeah no I feel the exact same way like working for yourself <laughs> over summer I I just like struggled to have any sort of routine at all when it was all me building it myself when there was nothing like assigned in there. So honestly, and like I said, I like was abroad last semester as well. And I was doing an internship. I wasn't even taking classes. So that almost felt like a long period of time where I had to be very self-motivated and do it myself too. So I'm kind of thriving right now, like in (laughs) school, having somebody else give me a schedule a little bit and being able Mm -hmm. to build my own life around that. Like I am feeling like I'm managing my time well and feeling kind of on top of it right now. But part of that is a good sleep schedule. I think that like people get wrong in college or struggle with a lot too is like, you got to sleep because <laughs> you're doing so much. Like you have to sleep. Like that's kind of like the core of everything that's going to help you actually get up and conquer your day, but also just like feel good mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Cause you'll just dig yourself into a ditch if you don't. <laughs> I think with balance too, like doing more or having more going on in your life actually helps you balance everything. Like the more you do, the easier it is to be like, okay, I actually have to like put some intention into what I'm doing or value the different facets of my life. Like if you have school and social life and work and just taking care of yourself, the gym, like all of these different facets of life, they all require a certain amount of time or effort or energy that, you know, need to go into them to keep them going and understanding that I think we're huge on, like, I have this like ratio idea where it has, you can do everything you want to do. Like you can have all those facets of life. If you understand that they don't have to be the same every single day or every single week or every single month, like they can adjust one month. You may have a really social month and maybe your fitness has a different level, or maybe your work has a different level, or maybe the other things adjust towards it. Or maybe one month you're like super allocating a ton of time to fitness and the other things kind of adjust. So if you understand with balance, it's not all equivalent and you can still have all of those different facets and you can still be balanced and be doing everything you want to be doing, understanding like where your priorities are in that moment or what you need to get done in that moment. And I think again, that's just like valuation and kind of allowing enough time and space for each of those. Mm. Definitely agree. I think like I was having a conversation about this like yesterday, I think it was, yeah, I think it was yesterday about how it's like, we have different seasons in our own lives. Absolutely. And sometimes I think the word balance, I always use it in like quotations because it can mean so many different things. And for me, like balance is doing more of the thing that you're needing in your that one season. So I just came out of like a very inwards self just mm-hmm. healing season um, and like recovery season from moving literally cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so exhausted physically, mentally. And I like just came out of it like a week ago and I'm like feeling social again. And now all of a sudden yeah. I'm like needing more social life, social moments in my life and like less of just like the inward night ends as much. Yeah. We're like, couple weeks ago I was needing more night ends and more like self-care than I was needing social stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah I think it's like being mindful of your own shifts as yourself like an individual like everyone has different needs in different yeah like I think we all have different seasons at different times yeah absolutely yeah I was just talking about that too in like we always do highs lows and goals in the beginning of our episodes and my high was that my life this is this may sound weird but it the past couple of weeks, like getting back into school and like being wildly busy with school and stuff like that. And like work has made life kind of monotonous, but like in a good way. Like I love that. I'm loving that feeling currently. I know it's not going to last, but cause I haven't really felt that way. Like I haven't followed a strict, like on Mondays, like I run and then I go here to work. And then on Tuesdays I like go to the gym and I do this. And then I have these classes and then I have this meeting and then following more of a regimented schedule that just kind of goes and I go through it is what I think I need right now. And that's like the season of my life. And I haven't had that in so long that the kind of monotony of it, it may sound boring, but like, I love it. It feels so good. And like, that's the season I'm in. And before I was so far from that, especially like during the summer or, you know, last semester Northeastern has internships. So like we're both 
on our internships last semester and lacked routine, lacked structure. So being in a structured phase, like I'm loving it. And then maybe in by next semester, I'm going to have a different structure and like, I'm going to love that. And like, that's my season. Yeah. Something that I'm learning to live by myself, but also try to kind of push a lot in the content that I create is that honestly, the healthiest thing that you can do is listen to like what you need in those different phases and to have like, I would say the relationship with yourself, but also kind of just like being aware of your feelings and being aware of what you need, because it's like literally sometimes being social feels like the healthiest thing. Like I could be out with friends having so much fun. And like, if I'm happy and I'm feeling good, that feels so healthy. Sometimes the healthiest thing is like meal prepping and reading a book and going to bed at 9 PM. And that's like just almost listening to what you need day to day or phase by phase, I think is kind of like what healthy is to me and what that feels like to me. And of course there's like staple things in my routine. Like I have my ways that I like to work out that I do consistently. And I have like my foods that I like to eat that I eat consistently. But other than that, I'm like, the way that I live my life is kind of by having healthy values and then letting those kind of become whatever they need to morph into, like in that specific moment. Yeah. I I love that. And I think for me, I've kind of, I, last week I had an episode on comparison and I talked about mm-hmm. how it's really easy to want to compare yourself to past versions of yourself. Yeah. So I personally have been going through that a lot, looking back at myself, like six months ago and comparing myself to who I was then versus like who I am now and like what I was doing, mainly like what I was doing in those moments. And I think it's like really important to, yeah, like look back at those, those seasons and who you were back then, but realize like that person may have been in a different phase and needing different things. And then like what you're needing right now. So instead of being hard on yourself for maybe feeling like you don't have as many social plans as you did like six months ago, being like, okay, well, right now I'm maybe needing to have more time to go inwards and more time to exactly. establish routines. And so I think like that's something that I've been really learning recently is like, really yeah. okay to do. Yeah. Someone said to me recently, cause I was having a conversation about that. They said something like, like both can be true. Like you can miss a certain aspect of your life or be sad that like, you're not doing a habit that you used to do, or you're not like putting as much focus on one aspect of your life as you used to, but then you can also be like happy and appreciative of what you are doing. So you can at the same time say like, Oh, it kind of sucks. that I don't have as much of a social life right now, but I'm so grateful that I am spending more time with myself and that I'm like having this period of rest. Like it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to push away the like, Oh, I missed that piece. And like, like that's okay. But also at the same time, you can enjoy like whatever your energy has shifted to at that time. Cause I don't often think that like, you don't just like destroy the energy. It doesn't go away. And like I do online personal training. And so when I have clients sometimes say like, I feel so bad. I had such a busy week, like with my sorority rush or somebody like got a new puppy. And she was like, I missed so many workouts this week. And I'm like, but do you understand that? Like, well, I, don't, I didn't say it like that. I'm like, I like, do you understand? But like, I'm like <laughs> understand that that's not you like throwing that time away and saying like, I'm not going to do anything with this. It's like, you got a puppy and you, ha- you put your energy towards that. And that was what was fulfilling you at that time more than a workout or like you had a super social week with sorority rush and like that's where your energy was being pulled to like that's okay that's still a productive use of your time and like you can let that still feel healthy because I think just listening to where your life needs to be is the healthiest thing to do even if it has to stray a little bit from like that routine that you're used to love that so much that's amazing yeah and what was I going to say? Oh, I talked about this literally last week also on my podcast, but like t- contentment is uh-huh. like putting yourself in your shoes when you're 80 years old and thinking about when you're 80, odds are you may be wishing you were 20 again or like 22 again, wishing you you could walk and move and not have pain. And yeah, it sounds like kind of sad and morbid, but like actually looking at how even when you're 30, maybe you're going to wish you're back when you're 22. Like no matter like how old we're getting, a lot of times like, we want to be like younger. We want to be a different time, like an age. And then the per- like in 10 years, you're going to wish you were exactly where you are right now. And so it's like finding contentment 
with the present moment and figure like finding contentment is like exactly like yeah. where you are, what you're doing. Because a version of you when you're like years from now, honestly, might be looking back at this moment and be like, dang, I wish I'd done that or yeah. I, wish I hadn't been regretting whatever, doing sorority rush social stuff right. all weekend long instead of working out. Like I wish I yeah. had soaked it in. That's like a huge point for me because that is how I operate. I feel like I'm always like either nostalgic or, you know, expectant of the future. I'm never like in the present moment. I'm always either telling myself that like prior, you know, memories or phases or experiences were better than right now. And maybe it's because like you have a clear vision on it, like hindsight's 2020, you know what I mean? Or I am so excited or like waiting for the next phase of life. And I'm never just completely content and like putting myself a hundred percent into whatever phase of life I'm in. And honestly, like I label that as like commitment issues. Like I can't, like, I need to just like commit to what's going on in my life in the present moment and not just like discard it or, you know, value it lower than I should because something out there could potentially be better or in my mind, like is different or like new or next. And, you know, it's the same, same ideas. Like in 10 years, I'm going to look back and be like, that was actually a good phase of life. And like, I wasted it or I, I didn't realize it in the moment. And part of that, I feel like there's two, two parts in my head of like what I'm working on to kind of ground myself or like be better at living in the present is one appreciating what I actually have or like the phase of life that I'm actually in and kind of noticing all the good parts of it. Um, and then the second part is putting effort into like putting myself into it, like actually committing. That's like the commitment part of it, you know, like putting effort into social life, because for me, that's like a, a commitment thing. Like I can be with myself whenever, like, I know I'm solid on my own, but it's like adding the social life, like committing to like, I live in Boston right now. Like, this is my environment committing to like being here and embracing that for me is like what I need to work on. And it gives the same, the same energy of like, one day I'm going to miss this. So why don't I just appreciate it right now? Mm -hmm. We did a whole episode on commitment issues, but like not with people, but about kind of like your, the phase of your life and like being able to commit to what you're in, in the moment, because I think that in Catherine, they're a little bit the same way like that. We kind of mentioned it before, but we lived in Hong Kong for four years growing up. So we were, we grew up in New Hampshire until we were nine and then like 10 to 14, we lived in Hong Kong and then we moved back to New Hampshire and we loved Hong Kong so much. Like I just absolutely loved it there. Got to travel so much, made best friends, had like the best experience. And so then coming back from Hong Kong to New Hampshire for high school was like the biggest shock and like hardest transition for me. It was so difficult. And I felt like for almost all of high school, like I had phases in and out where I would be like committed to like a sport or like a friend group and something. And like, I felt good in that moment, but for the most part, I was really just wishing it away. Cause I was like, I had something so much better before what I thought, you know, and mm. just didn't really want to be there in that moment. And so I worked really hard in school for the purpose of like getting myself into a college that I wanted to go to and doing that. So I was always looking back and looking forward during that phase of my life. And so now I think that like, then I got to school and then it was like, a COVID year. And so I didn't even really get to go to school. And so part of me was like, Oh my God, I was just like wishing away the last few years of my life waiting for this. And now this was kind of like taken for me too. Yeah. So I think that was like a big, like wake up call for me to, to be more present because I was like, even when I tried to like control something and live for my future so well, like there were still so many things that were out of my control. And now I feel like so much time was wasted. And so now I'm like, just feeling like I am much better at being present or like making an effort to just be committed like to the moment I'm in and like understanding that reaching those future goals and stuff also takes you just living your life a certain way day to day. Like it takes every day compounded. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you, you can still be working towards the future and have visions for your future, but still 
kind of be present in all of the actions that you're taking day to day to get there. That's why I kind of like having my like monotonous schedule phase right now. And not, I don't mean monotonous and like my life is so boring right now. I mean it in like, you feel like you're doing, I feel like I'm doing a lot and like, there's not much variation week to week. Like I haven't had since like literally high school of weekly schedule, you know what I mean? Which is like, I don't know. I just like it. And that's forcing me to stay grounded and stay present and live just like live my life as I'm going rather than like living it for the future or for a goal. I'm just like doing what I need to do and like doing what I do (laughs) day to day. And it, it's kind of forcing me to be in that, like enjoying the present. So how do you guys find, like, you keep saying like presence in the day to day stuff, but like, how do you actually like, how are you present in the day to day stuff? I think a lot of it is like awareness, you know, making sure that my mind is not like, even though I'm physically, obviously like physically right now, mentally, I feel like I'm always searching for like, Oh, what's the next thing that I'm going to do? What's the next place I'm going to travel? Like on, like putting effort into taking myself out of where I am right now. So it's aligning like your physical and mental into, you know, one. And I think it's just awareness and commitment. So number one, awareness of just appreciating where I'm at and being like, Oh, I have like class and like, I'm following a daily schedule or like, I am so happy to be living back with my roommate. Like it's just such a fun phase of life that I I'm in and appreciating where I actually am as well as committing to where I actually am. So again, like putting effort into it, into, you know, making sure that the pre my present life in like the boring little details or like all the minute details is filled, you know, that I actually do have a present life going on rather than nothing going on. Yeah. I'm, I think a few things, I think, especially in college as well, since like that is where I'm at in life. And that's kind of what we're talking about taking like my health and fitness as my like piece of independence helps me stay really present too, because I'm not thinking of a workout as like just checking a box or going through the motions. I'm like, this is my time to like connect with myself and be with myself. And that's really what that is to me. And so like having that workout routine where I'm really just checked in with myself is kind of like a daily practice that helps me stay present as well as taking my nights for myself. I'm really making an effort to be productive about my work during the day enough that like after dinner, I don't have any work to do. Like I can make dinner. I can socialize. I can like wind down, chill by myself, like kind of have that check-in and just time by myself instead of feeling like every hour of my day is packed with external work. And then a concept that I really like, and that helps me stay present a lot is actually doing what I say I'm going to do. I think you, your life is about what you do, not what you say you're going to do. And I think that also makes you feel really present because if you can say, I'm going to work out five days a week. And then you do that, then like, that's actually what you're doing in the present moment. That's who you are. That's your routine. But if every single week on Monday, you say, I'm going to work out five days this week, and then you don't do it. You're almost always kind of having this resistance with the life that you want to live and the life that you are living. So pulling that together and doing what you say you're going to do keeps you present in your life because there's not this gap between what you say you're doing and what you are doing, you know, pulling that together. So much. Yeah, that's so true. And for anyone who is listening and maybe they're struggling with starting a healthy habit or getting Mm -hmm. back, like maybe they have this dream lifestyle they wanting to live, but they keep saying like, I'm going to start and do five workouts this week and end up doing it. Like what is the first step that you would give that person? Oh, I would say make a super realistic goal that you know you can actually follow through with because you need to train yourself to believe that you're actually going to do the things that you say you're going to do. So start with something that you know you can do. Say, I'm going to like journal twice this week and then actually show up and do that thing so that you can start teaching yourself that like, I'm not just saying this and not doing it. Like I'm actually capable of committing to the things that I want to do. And then, so you can slowly kind of build your habits up that way. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I think doing 
doing more planning less. I feel like, especially with a, you know, lifestyle revamp and I'm so guilty of this. Any time I have like a minor inconvenience or anything. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I need to revamp my entire life. And I like open up a word document and like plan out everything I'm going to do for the next two years. And it's like hyper detailed and I don't look at it ever again. And I don't do any of the things. And I'm like, or if I'm like, not feeling super strong. I'm like, Oh, I need to revamp my workout routine. And then I plan every single workout down to like the weight I'm going to use and like the distance I'm going to run and the time I'm going to run. I'm like, you're not going to do that because you get one because you little can't thing control off track that. and then it's over. Yeah. So I think planning less and doing more, of course, like still have, you can still have a plan. You can still have a goal. You can still have like a direction that you want to go. in. Mm-hmm. I think the direction is kind of the most important thing there. Um, but just do it. Yeah. And then one, if you just start, then you've done a little bit and like you're, you got the ball rolling and you can kind of create, you know, little goals or change the direction if you need to, or, you know, speed up, slow down, whatever it is, you can do that as you go. But as long as you're doing it, you're doing it. If you're planning, you're not doing it. Yeah. Something that I say so much and like really like to keep my frame of mind around is healthy values, not healthy rules, because when you have healthy rules, then it's, it doesn't leave space really to have much freedom in your life and to live very intuitively. And also to broaden like your definition of what healthy is. Like if you live by these rules, then you're kind of closing your mind off to different ways that you can be healthy. Like I said, like sometimes going to a party and a social night out, like feels so healthy to me because it's like fulfilling that social aspect of life. So I think when you can kind of determine what your values are and say that like you have healthy, well-rounded values instead of rules, then you're going to be a lot more consistent and be able to commit in the long term because nothing is really seen as like breaking a rule or a failure enough to like actually set you back and get you to quit because you're just like, you just have these values and you can always bring yourself back to those versus like, I'm on track with the rules. I broke the rules, you know? What's like an example of one of your, I guess, both of your values that you each have? Yeah. Um, it's like harder to say. I feel like it's like so much more in my head as like a vibe, but I think, I mean, like movement for sure. So of course I, like, I have ways that I like to work out. I like to lift. I like to run. But being able to kind of shift that and like broaden my definition and be like, well, my value is not to lift five days a week. My value is that I move my body and that I'm connected with my body. So then on weeks where I can't get to the gym as much, but I'm still going outside and I'm still doing these things like that still allows me to feel healthy versus feeling like I'm off of my workout routine or when it comes to nutrition, it's almost like making my body feel its best and fuel it is the value. And sometimes the majority of the time that's with like fruits and vegetables and proteins and carbs and balanced meals. But at the same time, it can also be like a drink and a dinner out because that like still makes my body feel good in that sense. So it kind of helps you see positives in things that can typically be seen as unhealthy. And I think I'm, I like the idea of like feeling Mm -hmm. because we work out and we, you know, elevate our life, like live our best lives because we want to feel good and like feel aligned and feel like ourselves. That's the root of all of it. Whether you're working out to like for actual health reasons, or you're working out just to look good. Like the root of it is because you want to feel good in some way, shape or form. Um, so feeling good from a health perspective, foundations, but I think for me, I value my environment a lot down to like the small things like my room, is it aesthetically like what I want, keeping it clean or like our apartment, like having flowers, fresh flowers out, like the little details and keeping it clean, make it, make my life so much better. And I think that's like a little easy fix to kind of elevate and lay the foundation again for, you know, your healthy lifestyle moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then on a macro level, your environment of like, who's in it, the people that are in your life, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the things that you fill your life with the city that you're in, like everything kind of impacts your environment. And I think you should be creating a space that number one, you enjoy obviously. And then number two, that allows you to be the person you want and to do the things that Mm -hmm. you want because if you're not in an environment that allows you to do that then 
you're not going to do that. Or when you do complete your goals or, you know, succeed in that sense, if you're not in the right environment for you, then it may not feel like you have succeeded or you have reached that goal. It may not feel as impactful. Mm. I also think like values other than just your typical fitness and nutrition as well, making sure that like those values that you have are well-rounded and that that definition of health is more broad and like being able to include like emotional health, social health. Like I so strongly value like having good relationships and friendships in my life. And so when I'm able to put effort into those or I feel really like energized in a social situation, that's also something that like equally makes me feel just as good. So being able to find like all these different realms and aspects of your life that you can make feel good. And like, like we all talked about in the beginning, those balances can shift over time. But if you know that like having good relationships in a social life can make you feel really good, then on times where that's a bigger part of your life, you can feel really good about that. And if you also know that like nutrition and fitness make you feel really good and your emotional well-being, like taking control of that makes you feel really good. Then times when you're looking more inwards, you still have all of those things that make you feel good. So kind of broadening it in that way, there's never really anything that like takes away. I love that. Have you guys read the book Start With Why by Simon Sinek? No, I haven't. It's so good. It's kind of all about this. I mean, it's more on like a business level of things, but I think it's like end of the day with any goal, it's so important to define like why, like why are you doing this? And like whenever I teach a Pilates class, I literally start every single class with, okay, guys, tell me in the chat, like, what is your intention for today's class? Like, why? why are you here? Because I think like we can set all of these like very hyper specific goals. Like I'm going to get myself to read five pages every single day. But if there isn't like an understanding of why am I doing this and like what value is this going to hit for me in my life, then like the chances of you following through with it are just so much lower. Like it's all about sustainability. You just like exactly defined our last episode. Like it was called, why do we set (laughs) goals? And that is literally like, like exactly what we said. Like, so I love it because I find so many times or like just throughout your life how many times have you set a goal that you haven't done anything with like like so like so often (laughs) like and it's because you don't actually want to be doing that or the reason why you set the goal is like has nothing to do with the goal or it's the wrong reason and that's just it falls through but if you have the right reason or you're actually genuinely motivated and driven to do something or like set a goal work towards this goal. Like if there's a real reason behind it that you are backing up, then there's no doubt in my mind that you are going to reach that goal no matter what. Just naturally. Even if it's like, not like even on the to... timeline that you set. Because yeah. Because that's also like, I think you set yourself up for failure if you get way too specific about how something's going to go. Instead yeah. of just being like, I want to do this because your why, you know, that's yeah. a whole different conversation. Yeah, like I could huge. talk about this forever, <laughs> but with goals, like the reason you're not reaching your goals is maybe because it's not the right reason or because deep down you don't really want it because if there is something that you really want, like you're going to, it doesn't matter if you set an actual goal or like set the little sub goals and sub steps, like you're going to get there no matter what you're going to put in the effort no matter what, because that's what you want. Or I'm also like, since you just mentioned a book, I've been reading the mountain is you, which is about self-sabotage. I haven't finished it. I like started it once over the summer and I just, for whatever reason, didn't finish it. So I restarted it recently. I've just been like chipping away at it, but it's, that's so eye-opening as well to like the different reasons why you don't follow through with things too. Yeah. It's a great book. I didn't finish it either, but like I got through, it's like, it's like self-sabotaging itself. I'm I like, literally, I, literally. I, it. I know I, you know, what? I should read the book again, <laughs> but yeah, you're so right. And like, um, I think, yeah, I think like end of the day, it's really important to even ask yourself, why am I resisting this? Like if you have a goal and you're not following through with it, asking yourself, like getting real and be like, okay, why am I not doing this? Yeah. And for me, a lot of times my answer is I'm resisting what I know I need. And it's like self-sabotage. Yeah. And then when you can like have that realization, it takes the power out of the resistance. And you're like, oh, I'm doing that. You're like aware yeah. of what you're doing. And then you're like, okay, well, the first thing to fix is literally just to go and grab my mat and do my workout. Easy as that. Mm-hmm. Just start with one workout or like if it's, if it's a workout, anything. Yeah. So that's something that like I like to do is ask like, 
okay, why am I like not doing this? <laughs> right. Right. Cause then the more that you like, don't actually address that, then I just keep, I get so avoidant to something, yes. you know? And then the second you address it, you're like, wait, it's not that big of a deal. It's really not oh that gosh. deep. But you like, just wait. like, I, I will get so avoidant to something. And then it piles up. The more that you ignore something, the more it piles up. And then it's just like a bigger thing to tackle. So mine was like meal prepping. I was like hmm. resisting. Oh my gosh, you guys. I started meal prepping for the first time last week and it like changed my entire life. I did literally one meal, just prepped one thing. Yeah. And it like completely transformed my entire week. And it was like, I sat there, I was like, why did I resist meal prepping for years? I was always like, yeah. it's too much work. Like, I'm not going to do it. And then I literally did it. And I was like, I've completely <laughs> been sabotaging my entire eating game for like multiple yeah. years now. <laughs> well, that's another tip for college as well is like the meal prepping, but in the sense, and I feel like it's probably similar to what you did as well. Like I will never be a person to like meal prep every single meal down to the gram down to that. But I'm talking like just prepping food, like making extra like rice or quinoa or something to have making extra chicken so that you just like have things or like, I've been super into prepping overnight oats recently because I've just been busy in the mornings for breakfast. And so more so like, especially if you're in college, if you're able to kind of bulk up like once or twice a week on super easy to grab things, then you can be so set. It's so amazing. Like I did. um, Okay. If you guys haven't already done this, this is like a life hack that my boyfriend. I'm going to go to Trader Joe's this afternoon. So tell me what you did. (laughs) I don't know if they have this there, but. Or there's a Whole Foods near me too. (laughs) Oh, it's Whole Foods. So Whole Foods rotisserie chicken. Eight dollars, guys, for the entire chicken, and you literally—it's like pre-just cooked. It's so good. There's no like Uh, rotisserie chicken. I love a rotisserie chicken. It's okay. I might have that tonight. Do you want to do that? No, we have no. We have a lot of other chicken. Our roommate, our roommate is um, she's a nurse and she works like she's a nurse student. (laughs) She's like full time working though because she's on her internship. Northeastern's weird, um, but she's working like twelve hour shifts. So she like leaves at five in the morning and then she like comes back. I don't know what time she gets home, but only so we're three like, days a week, but only three days a week. But so we're doing like family dinners or like someone oh. is on a dinner night. So like, obviously if she's working all day, like she doesn't want to be cooking. So now we're like, oh, well we have like tonight yeah. is what we're doing. Tonight's tonight? like pasta night. And then tomorrow's like, we have a bunch of chicken salmon, and then there's salmon makes or Wednesday makes salmon, mm-hmm. but just make extra. Anyway, you make chicken. Point of the story is like we have so much chicken in the fridge, so I can't get a rotisserie chicken. Okay, but what do you do <laughs> with the rotisserie chicken? <laughs> you guys, it's so simple. You just pull the chicken off the bones and like you should like make like shredded chicken basically, uh-huh. and then you just store it in like a to-go container. And literally, I've been putting it on like all of my like grain bowls. I've been yeah. using it in. I made I got I made like Trader Joe's like sweet potato gnocchi, and I like blended the shredded chicken in with it. So I like added yeah. protein. Literally, because oh like I'm someone. What what sauce did you use? Just like it was like the um sweet potato gnocchi with it was like the butter. Oh, it has it. Oh. oh, you guys, so I can't. Okay. It's so good, and like I mix it with the chicken, and like I'm someone who hates touching like raw chicken. I think it's disgusting, and so I always res- I buy chicken and never make it, and so yeah. it's been like changing my life because I'm like it's already cooked. Like I know so it's just you have to like pick the bones off and stuff, but it's it's cooked, so it's better. better. It's better. It's still yeah. a little bit repulsive, but like yeah. I don't you can feel disgusting it, like, afterwards. Yeah. yeah, so that's like. Oh, it's like $9 for an entire chicken. I'm like, I can't. It's insane. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to start doing that. No, I love it. The idea of like shredding it up too. That sounds really good. It's great. It's great. Little life hack. But before we go, is there anything else you guys want to chat about? I feel like we covered so much. So much. Yeah, That was such a good conversation. <laughs> I loved it so much. And it's so funny. You guys said so many things like I've talked about like verbatim in other episodes. I was just like, uh-huh. this is like so cool. I know. I was and genuinely you were, like, stopping my- our episodes too. Like I, I had to like stop so myself from every time like a new person spoke to be like, oh, we actually like just talked about this. <laughs> like, literally. Literally. Like, oh, that sounds like such yeah. a good episode for you. <laughs> but oh, no this is good it. thank you so much for having us yeah oh thank my gosh, of you. course thanks for coming on before we go plug yourself where can my listeners find you guys yeah and for everyone anyone who is listening we're gonna interview Callie right after this and have an episode with her as well so I mean I imagine it'll go just as well I don't like the conversation will probably be a little bit different but you can find our podcast girls with goals anywhere that you listen to podcasts we have an instagram for it at girls with goals pod and it has a TikTok as well. And then my personal Instagram is Caroline Kaneen. And my TikTok Instagram is Anne Catherine Kaneen. I'll make sure to link all of your stuff below. Thank right? you so Thank much. You. Also click it. 
Um, but yeah, thanks again for coming on. You guys, let me know if you ever do come back to New York City. I'd love. Oh to yeah, we'll, absolutely. yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, and if <laughs> we go Boston, like often like, enough. It's like from Boston, if it's like it's close enough that you can do it, but it's like you have to have a purpose for it, kind of. Yeah, you know? well, feel free to come up anytime, and we'll hang out, and we can get Carolina, and I'll do something. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I was just talking to her about doing something next time we're there. So that'll be so, so fun. fun. Yeah, so fun. I would love to. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I hope you loved our conversation. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. It helps so much. And also go check out the Girls With Goals podcast. We did a little podcast swap and I think you're going to love our second chat. And make sure you're following Anne Catherine and Carolyn on Instagram and TikTok. Show them some love. On that note, guys, have the best week ever. I will see you next week for a little solo episode chat. I can't wait to have a heart-to-heart with you guys and catch up. Have the best week and keep shining and stay sweaty. Bye.